can you guys give a huge warm welcome to Pastor Brandon and Pastor Aaron as they come and minister? This guy is amazing. He is a, he's such a brother. And uh, we, I've just been so blessed to, to get to run with this man. Also with his wife, Alejandra, who is just awesome. She is like, she's joy on steroids. <laughs> just the joy of the Lord. Like wherever she goes, she carries it. Uh, I, was, I just have to tell, and I'm not going to get this right, but I was on the phone with uh, Pastor Brandon yesterday and... Uh, and he's like, yeah, we're just over at someone's house. And, and he's talking to me for a while. And, uh, and his wife, Alejandra, is in this home. And the entire family, and I don't know how many were in the house, but like many, like the whole family, this whole family. Uh, but Brandon's like, oh, I'm getting texts from my wife. Another five have just been saved. And I'm like... Brandon, what are you doing talking to me? <laughs> get off the phone. <laughs> and he's like, well, I just wanted to talk to you. And I'm like, no, get in there. And, and, he, and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go lay hands on him and, and just allow the Holy Spirit to just baptize him with the Holy Spirit. And so here they were yesterday just up in Denver ministering to a family, and the entire family came to know Jesus and get baptized in the Holy Spirit. So this is the guy. This guy's amazing. And his father you'll get to meet. Uh, I just want to say we, got, we had a chance. We went to, to lunch with Alejandra and, and Brandon and, um, and uh, Rachel Meyer was with us and, and uh, Marcus. And, and Rachel said something that I believe was the perfect uh, just statement for, for Pastor Aaron, uh, Brandon's father. She goes, you're like sweet fire. <laughs> and you'll get to see why. There's such a tenderness and such a heart for the Lord. But there's some fire, too, and you're going to get to experience the sweet fire, the sweet, tender fire. <laughs> Amen. All right. Mm. Would you look at somebody right in the eyes and tell them you're at the right place at the right time? Come on, tell somebody. Let them know that you can talk. Let them know that you have a voice. Turn to your second option for whatever reason and tell them now, say, you're at the right place at the right time with the right God. Say, with the right God. This is our moment. This is our time like never before. This is our moment. And I'm telling you, God is doing things. Listen, how many know we're in a Malachi moment where he's turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers? Come on, somebody. Say yes. This is a moment now. We're in a moment. We're in a John 17 moment of oneness. Jesus, he's with the disciples and he says, Father, I desire that they would be one like you and I are one. Oneness across the body of Christ. There's such a powerful place. And I just want to do something before I unleash sweet fire. I, they said I'm sweet fire 2.0. But I am who I am by the grace of God and because of this man, my father, who introduced me to the person of the Holy Spirit. From a young age, I remember him crying out to the Holy Spirit and rocking in his presence, and that's why I rock today as well. It's just the power and the presence of Jesus. How many are ready to take the Holy Spirit out of the box that America's put him in? The church of Jesus Christ is waking up. Say this with me. Say, the bride is waking up. 
There's a bridal anointing coming over you in Jesus' name to say, come, Lord Jesus, come. In all of your glory, in all of your power, in all of everything that you are, your wonder. Listen, tell somebody next to you, he's not baby Jesus. He's not shake and bake Jesus. He is Revelation 1, head and hair, white as wool, eyes like a flame of fire. In his hand, seven stars. In Out of his mouth, a two-edged sword, feet like bronze. He's the resurrected king. I can't hear. Are you excited about Jesus today? This is our moment. You're not praying to a broken man on a cross. You're praying to the resurrected king. His name is Jesus on the throne of David forever. He's at the right hand of the father in the center of heaven of it all. His name is Jesus. And he's the one who said, I have to go because if I don't, I can't send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit here and now will reveal Jesus to you like no one can. Because whenever you spend time with the Holy Spirit, he will always reveal more and more about Jesus. It's about Jesus. Say this with me. Close your eyes and look at Jesus. Say, it's all eyes on King Jesus. It is all eyes on King Jesus. And see, every time we talk about this, there's a, there's a, a moment and a time and a place that, that every one of us know we're living in a world that everybody's offended about everything all the time. And if you're not offended about what I'm offended about, I'm offended that you're not offended that I'm offended. And if you can't be offended, then I'll be offended for you. And then I'll take your offense and then I will actually now take your power so that you're powerless and I won't give you your power back unless you do what I think you're supposed to do because I'm offended enough for both of us. So let's just be, let's listen, don't you know I have the right to be offended? Say this with me, say, uh, say this, are you ready? Say offense is an event. Say offended is a choice. See, offense happens to every one of us, but it's up to you to know who you are in the person of Jesus Christ. Who you are in Christ to know that I can stand in this moment, and even though there's something offensive, I can actually redirect and know that if I am in Christ, I am not in crisis. Someone needs to slap somebody. You, you might need to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm not offended. Well, that was a little bit less over. Let's try over here. Neighbor, I'm not offended. I, 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 there's a little bit more uh, noise over here. Neighbor, I am not offended. I am unoffendable because of the person of Jesus Christ who lives inside of me. And if his eyes are a fire, then let the fire in his eyes become the fire in my eyes. So that I can live in a way. Come on, do this with me. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that the masks of fear are coming off in Jesus' name. The mask of fear, the mask of deception, the mask of division, the mask, Father, of violence. Father, every wall that is that has stood and said, You can't bring me down. I thank you, God. There is a moment of David's right now, God, that are going to stand against the giants and bring the giant down. 
down. In Jesus' name, we thank you right here and now at this place, in this house, at the rock. We say in Jesus' name, you are starting a catalytic movement, a movement, God, of conduits here, now, of your glory, of your presence that are absolutely standing for truth and boldness and who you are, the brave ones for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, do you believe it? Can you say amen? Amen. Come on, can you say really? Can you really say amen? Amen. Listen, I don't know what's on me, but they've told me I'm an aggressive encourager. That's pretty much who I am. I'm an aggressive encourager. If you can't get encouraged after me, come, do you need Jesus? This is who he is. Listen, I'm going to invite my wife. We've been rocking and rolling for 23 years. This is my wife. We've been best friends for 26, 27 years, and she definitely makes me look a whole lot better than I really uh, look. And she's amazing, and I'm telling you, she's the definition of grace, what she does, how she, listen, and she wore boots. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what I'm going to do. And one of these days, these boots are going to walk all over. Hey, listen, the devil is under our feet in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody shout Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus like you're in love with him. Come on, one, two, three, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Now, we wanted to do something. I was in Ecuador with my dad, and in Ecuador, this is a major, major honor when they give you these this garb this this poncho this this it's like royalty and so we were there doing a conference of crusade and they brought pastor Aaron my dad my hero by the way is in the house his name is Aaron Kolb he's right here and but I wanted to do something really powerful this is such honor we were in a crusade they brought us up and they put this one on me and uh, they spoke words and prophesied and I began to shake and it was uh, there that I just had a download of honor more than I've ever, and I had lived the culture of honor, but how many know that the culture of honor is needed in the United States of America? Can I, can I hear a yay God? Can I hear yes Jesus? Can I hear let's go? Come on somebody, in this you're going to get fire today. Come on, in Jesus' name. This is who we are. Listen, I'm telling you, and I would love, you, I don't, you probably don't know this, but we know this. You need to tell somebody, we have the best pastors in all of the United States of America. Come on. How many love your pastors in this house? Come on, how many honor your pastors in this house? Pastor Mike and Christy, would you join us up here? Come up here. Come on, do you love your pastor? Man, it's fire. Would you, would you help me put this on Pastor Mike? Here, come on in. Come on in. Somebody take a picture. Okay, so Christy, would you come here? It's a covering. It's a covering. I, I want to speak this. 
I feel a John 17 anointing. How many know that your pastor is a father to fathers? Do you know this? He's a father to fathers. And this color is not a mistake. It's royalty and a mantle of authority over you both. And to stand for this moment in this region and declare this region is a region of revival. And we're not praying for revival. We carry revival. And he's a father to fathers. And I release and we declare this mantle, God, of authority in this house. We thank you. It covers many. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. It's not just for the rock, but he is joining the pastors across the entire region of Colorado, and we will see a move of God. We will see a third great awakening, and God, we say in Jesus' name, this mantle, this mantle of authority, God, that has been given to this house it is not a it is not a mistake it is not something that father you you just you just forgot no it, this is a deliberate intentional moment from heaven and it is an authentic authenticity love of god that says because of the john 17 and the authority that flows through this man and this woman this marriage this house this father this mother that a region is going to find out what their true identity really is. Come on, somebody give Jesus. I feel this so strong over them and over, over, I feel over Pastor Christie. I, 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 I just see right here over the women and my wife that's right here. Listen, I, I've been feeling this really strong. There's a scene, and forgive me, there's a scene in Lord of the Rings where there is a dragon and there is this witch king on the dragon and he is, do, he is just wreaking havoc and there's this person in armor and this witch king that stands before this person in armor with a sword and she's with a helmet. But the thing is, is this is the thing. This witch king looks at this person and says, no man can kill me. And in that moment, this woman, Eowyn, takes off her helmet and her hair begins to fling around and she lifts up her sword and she says, I am no man. And she thrusts the sword into the witch king and he is destroyed. We declare an anointing in the mighty name of Jesus over this house of a mighty unleashing of the Esthers, of the Deborahs, of the Ruths. For such a time as this, the women at the forefront, God, we see it. Father, we thank you for the gentle, for the heart, for the joy, for the joy-filled and the fun person who Pastor Christie is. And I thank you, God, also for the warrior and for the heart that says, we as women will bring down the dragons. In Jesus' name. So, Father, every, every hand extended towards them. Father, we thank you for the mantle. We thank you for the authority. We thank you, God, that he fathers fathers. Father, we thank you for the covering and for the word that's, that's inside, Father, of this mantle, the word that's inside of this man and this woman that is released for such a time as this to bring a, oh, oh, a move of God that looks like oneness, John 17, and it looks like being who you're supposed to be for this moment in your true identity in Christ. 
So, Father, we pray now in Jesus' name. We honor them. Come on, can somebody help me pray? Pray in the Spirit for just 30 seconds. Come on, unleash it in this house from the front to the back, every side. Right now, just release it. Father, we pray. We honor the gift, Father, of Mike and Christy. We honor the gift of who they are. And we say, Jesus, thank you for raising them up for such a time as this to bring this word, this timely, this message, this heart, God, that's changing the entirety of Colorado. In Jesus' name, we pray, God, that oneness would hit our homes. Oneness would hit marriages. Oneness would hit children. Oneness would hit the homes, the family. Listen, the prodigals are coming home in Jesus' name. The prodigals are coming home. The prodigals are coming home. The prodigals are coming home. And there's enough room for them. And they will be covered with the mantle. They'll be covered with the covering of love. In Jesus' name, perfect love that casts out all fear. In the mighty name of Jesus. Would you stand to your feet with me? And would you give Jesus the biggest praise offering that you've given him this entire year? Are you ready? Shout into God with the voice of triumph. Come on, I know you can shout. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I felt that word over you so strong. Listen, I know you can do better than that. Come on, I'm going to count to three, and I know you can release a sound that brings the walls down. Are you ready? Are you ready? Did you have your espresso? Come on, are you ready? Did you have your kombucha? Are you ready? One. Two, I want you to shout with a shout of faith, the shout of victory, the shout of war, the shout that you know that the battle has already been won. We have a champion. His name is Jesus. Are you ready? One, two, three. Shout into God with the voice of child. Jesus. 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 Mighty move of God. Mighty move of God. Listen, you can open your eyes now. How many are thankful for your pastors? Come on. Are you grateful? Are you thankful? You have the best of the best of the best of the best. That's that. Tell somebody, we have the very best. Come on. Thank you. We love you. We honor you. You look good in purple. It's the color of royalty. And now I want to introduce to you Sweet Fire. But I, but I want to do this as well. I, I would love for my dad, my hero, to stand to his feet. And also, JR, would you stand to your feet? Both of you. And then, Mike, would you come and stand with me over here? And would you join us up here? Just come on up. This represents something very powerful. You see, when I came here, I had a download. Is it, is it warm under there? It's good. Yeah, it's warm. It's warm. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your pastor. There's fire up here. There's fire. This represents something really strong, and I promise I'm 30 seconds, and I'm going to unleash this. Are you ready? Because you know me. This is what I feel. I came here the very, the very moment, my wife can tell you, the very moment I set foot in Colorado, Holy Spirit told me, you're here to do this, me here to do this and release this. This is what's going to happen. There is a generation that's an older generation that has paved the way. They don't look old, they look amazing, don't they? Look, they, they, 
but they've paved the way. They've they've had a machete. They've they've pioneered. There's there's a there's a, there's a, like a machete that has been like opening opening up a way and a pathway and they have done that and then there's a younger generation that benefits from that much and younger. much younger <laughs> much younger your pastor looks younger than me come on and 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 so there's a younger generation but this is what the holy spirit told me now listen this is what the holy spirit told me it's not an older generation look at a younger generation and saying you're not experienced enough. I can't, you, we can't, we can't give it to you yet. Can't release it. Can't do it. Can't do all this. It's not an older generation looking at a younger saying, no, you just, you're not there yet. You have to start from the bottom. You're going to work your way up. My dad, what he did was very different. He said, listen, everything I've achieved in Jesus, that's where you get to start, son. That's where you get to start. That's where you get to go ahead and be launched. So it's not an older generation looking at a younger saying, no, I can't use you. And it's not a younger generation saying, would you just get out of the way and let me have my turn? Not very many laughs or claps for that one, right? Yeah, I know that. Or worse, spiritually, there are people that say, would you just die and let me have my chance? This is a generation, an entitled generation in America that has done this. No. What does Holy Spirit say? It's going to take a younger generation and a young, and an older generation that join hands, link arms, link shields, lock shields for the greatest move of God on this planet. And it's going to happen and start right here in Colorado in Jesus' mighty name. We feel it. We know it. Jesus. We say this is our moment in the mighty name of Jesus. So I thank you God that you're joining the generations. It's going to take a joining of generations to unleash the identity over a Gen Z generation. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you're raising up sons that know how to be sons before they become fathers. And I thank you that the hearts of the fathers are turning to the children and the children to the fathers. And this is, this is it. And, and, and it says, this is the, the thing that was going to prevent God's wrath so, Father, we pray in Jesus' mighty name, the destruction it even says there. Why? Because the hearts of the fathers that turn to the children are a protection and a covering, and the children to the fathers to bring a mighty move of God that cannot be stopped. In Jesus' mighty name, a joining of the generations that looks like devil, you are going to pay for everything you've tried to do to generations and generations. You are under our feet. You have been defeated by one whose name is Jesus. And so today we release this and we say, God, we release this in Jesus' name. Let the transference be on the body of Christ from this day forward of a joining of a generation where the younger honors the older and the older honors the younger. In the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. Can you say amen? Can you say, yay, God? Can you say, Pastor Mike, you're probably hot under there. <laughs> Come on, stand to your feet. Put your hand over your heart. Say, I want the Holy Spirit like I've never wanted him before. Say, I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that this moment right now would be a mighty unleashing. 
Father, of the fire of God, the presence of Jesus that transforms everything. From this day forward, in the mighty name of Jesus, let the hearts, everyone here, begin to burn. That we would burn for you, Jesus. That we would burn for you. In Jesus' name, set apart, consecrated, no compromise. In Jesus' name, from this day forward, in Jesus' name, would you give glory to Jesus for the gift of Pastor Aaron Kolb in the house today with you. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, I tell you, the presence of God is in this place. The glory of God is in this place. Somebody wants some glory on you? Well, I'm so honored to be here, pastors. It's just, it's just a, it's a special moment, a special time. And I'm so thankful that we could be here together. And I feel like the Holy Spirit has something so special for every one of us that's in this place. I believe there's a special manifestation of his glory that's coming to you. I'll say it again. I believe there's a, a latter glory that's greater than the former. Haggai 2.9 said that the glory of the latter will be greater than the former. Some of us look backward to, look, we, to, to see our best days. We look backwards and we say, oh man, I remember when, when, when God did this in my life. I remember this blessing. And I remember that year when, when the blessing was so strong, when the presence of God, when, when I saw the miracles. But I have a word for you today. Your best days are not behind you. Your best days are before you. Your best years. Come on, somebody get excited. Your best years, you won't have to turn around and say, I remember my best years way back there. God says, I'm going to take you from glory to glory. Thank you for your excitement. I'll say it again. God's going to take you from glory to glory. And when he said that in the Greek, it's very special because it's not glory to glory and that's it. it it's glory to glory and then to some more glory. And then to say, uh, the Lord actually put it in a, in a sense in the Greek where it's, it's a continual glory. It will go, it will go as long as you want it, as you hunger for it, as you desire it. If you just want to go glory to glory, then that's what the glory will do. But I believe we're in a place today, in a time today, 2021, in this month, I believe in May, I believe that God is raising up a generation that says, I'm hungry for your presence. I'm hungry for you, Jesus. I want all that you have for me and my family and my children and my grandchildren. Somebody say glory to glory. But it's not only that, just glory to glory and a continual flow and manifestation of the glory, but it's actually from glory to a higher level of glory, to a greater level of glory. And Haggai 2.9 says, the glory of the latter will be greater than the former. I know I could look back and I could remember years of, of when God moved, when we were in Mexico City for nine years with Apostle Wayne Myers. Tremendous father in the faith to me. He's just turned 98 years old. 
Now, 70 some years ago, he made a decision to him and his wife, Martha, we're going to live to give. So every day we're going to sow a seed. And so for over 70 years, every day they sow a seed. How many of you know when you sow a seed every day for over 70, there might be some harvests coming? Well, that's Brother Wayne Myers, praise God. And I just want to say that God is, 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 I remember those times in Mexico City with, with Brother Myers. We started with 30 people, and in, in the nine years, we grew to 3,000, 3,000 people. I was just, just a few years back in the church, and they're running triple services of 3,000 each service. And then when I went to minister there, Tracy, the Holy Spirit said, spoke to my heart. And he says, I want you to, to release and to minister on how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we had, we had three services. And of course, you can't pray for it, lay hands on 3,000 people. So we just did this mass prayer for them to receive the Holy Spirit. And, how many, and I said, so now, in the first service, how many of you want to receive the baptism, the, the filling of the Holy Spirit? And 3,000 people stood up. So we prayed in faith, and the Holy Spirit fell on 3,000. Those 3,000 left. The next 3,000 came in. Same thing. Well, how many want to receive the Holy Spirit? 3,000 stand up. Next service, 3,000 stand up. So I, I, I believe that that day, maybe seven, 8,000 people were filled with the Holy Spirit in all three services. I want to say to you, your best days are not behind you, but they are before you. Your greatest miracle is not the one you live back here, but the one you're about to see coming to you. The great revival, we won't look back to Azusa. And we, I was in Azusa Street House where William Seymour prophesied in, the next, in a hundred years God's going to pour out his spirit. And the revival that will come, will be, will eclipse, will be greater than the revival of Azusa. Now the revival of Azusa, they say that only, only 600 million people have been, a, been impacted by the, the revival of Azusa. Say 600 million. And he prophesied the Holy Spirit's coming. A glory, a latter glory is coming. A latter glory is going to be manifested. And when the latter glory is manifested, it'll be greater than Azusa. And I remember being on the floor of that house of William Seymour and until like probably one, two in the morning. And, and some of the pastors were with, working with in, in, in Columbia. They have a small church of 80,000 members. And we were laying on the floor, and he was saying, God, I want you did in Azusa. Lord, we want it for Columbia. And I was on the floor saying, Lord, yeah, give them to Columbia, but I'm taking, I'm taking it back to Mexico. Praise God. I say your greatest miracle is not the one you, you look back on and say, I remember 10 years ago. I remember 20 years ago. I remember 40 years ago. No, your greatest miracle is about to break forth. Hallelujah. Somebody say the latter is greater than the former. The latter glory is greater than the former. In Spanish we say, la gloria de la postrera de esta casa será mayor. The latter, the same thing. Latter glory will be greater than the former. And I have a word for you today. I believe it's from heaven. And I believe the Holy Spirit is going is to touch you right where you're at right now. In the name of Jesus. And I want to start with 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 says, We have this treasure. Everybody say treasure. 
Now, what would happen if before you came to the service, you found out that you had a $20 million treasure given to you? I mean, how would you be sitting in your chair today? When we were worshiping the Lord, there might have been a little extra, a little extra in your worship. You might have even gotten out in the aisle and kind of, man, got, gotten, gotten, gotten moving, you know, with, 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 with that treasure. But he says, we have this treasure, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. I don't know if you can shoot that on the screen for me. But it says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power, everybody say power, power. may be of God and not of ourselves. And as I was praying over that verse not too long ago, the, the, the Holy Spirit said, I want to I teach you how to tap into the treasure. I'll say that again. The Holy Spirit said to me, I want to teach you how to tap into the treasure. Because if you could tap into the treasure, that excellency of the power, which is hyperbolo in the Greek, hyperbolo dunamis, it means a, an, a, a, a dunamis power of God that is not just enough to, to meet your need. This dunamis is uh, from the glory, from his presence, is so great that it says it's hyperbolo. It goes beyond your need. It goes beyond and above and beyond what you're asking for. I don't know what you're asking for, but God says, I'm about to pour out a hyperbolo dunamis on you. I'm about to pour out an above and beyond dunamis. But it has to do with the treasure. And I want to say to you today, you are going to walk out of this place a transformed person. And say to the next person, to the person next to you, 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 you're about to be transformed. Transformado. You're about to be transformed. Because every time you tap into the treasure, that glory, everybody say that glory. That glory is going to come on you. That glory is going to, that glory is not going to leave you the same way. It's going to expand you. It's going to enlarge you. It's going to cause you to take bigger steps than you've ever taken before. It is going to see the miracle power of God comes when you can tap into the treasure. Now, when I was in, uh, in Mexico City, just the beginning of uh, the end of 2019, I was preaching in a church. And Pastor Brandon knows this pastor named Pedro Gomez. And I was preaching in his church exactly some of the things that, I'm, that I sensed to, to, to release this morning with you. And as I, was, and as I was ministering, I was actually ministering and started on Haggai 2.9 about the latter glory being greater. And you know what I heard about this, this ministry today about your church, about Castle Rock? The Lord said... The Lord is blessed and there's been a glory on this ministry, but get ready because the latter will be, the latter glory will be glory. He's taking you from glory to glory. And as I was ministering this, hallelujah, tapping into the treasure, there was a big sign in the back of the, of the auditorium and I, but I was just so focused on the ministering to the people that I didn't really read what was on the sign. 
Wrong the, yeah, the big sign they had in the back. And I was preaching for Haggai 2.9 and about the glory. Because there's been some experiences, you know, how many of you like to have some experiences with the glory of God? And this was one of them. I was, I was, the sign was in the back and I was ministering and the glory of his presence came so strong. Listen to this. The glory of God came so strong in that, in that time that we were, that I was, that we were ministering that the, the place that we were meeting in began to, there was an earthquake. It began, it was moving like this, just gently, but you could feel it. It was moving just, just side to side. And of course, in Mexico City, there's, it's a place of many earthquakes. And so I already thought, well, it's just an earthquake. But it was unusual because when, the, when you begin to, we begin to feel the auditorium move like that, that the presence of God just all of a sudden fell on the people that were there. And people begin to receive miracles. People begin to receive their healing. People begin to receive, begin to receive a touch from God. The presence of God fell on that church. And what was interesting to me, was that the, the sign in the back, I'm preaching on Haggai 2.9 and from there on, but in Haggai, he, on the sign, it, it was Haggai 2.7, which says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shake the nations. I'm going to do some shaking because I'm going to fill the house with my glory. Let me try it again. There, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shake some things. And I'm going to fill my house with glory. Hallelujah. So if you feel some shaking today, if you feel some things moving today, I know that the Holy Spirit is going to, is going to take you in faith where you can tap into the treasure and the glory of his presence and where God is going to show up as, as he never, never have seen him in, in your life and in your ministry and in your family. And in 2021, I prophesy that 2021 will be your, your best year. Not your worst year, your best year. Can somebody say amen? So 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The earthen vessel is just a container. It's a container for this treasure that we have. But you have, but we have to understand that 2 Corinthians 3 and 4, the whole, the whole context of 2 Corinthians 3 and 4 is about the glory that was on Moses and now the glory that's on Jesus and the glory that's on the new covenant. And Jesus, and, and Paul says, because of this glory, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God. So I prophesy over you today, get ready, because you're about to tap into the treasure. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Come Holy Spirit. I'm excited about what he's doing today. Hallelujah. I remember that I was in Mexico, and this was kind of in the early years of my, our, our ministry. And Brother Myers would always send me with an Indian pastor whose name was Venancio. And Venancio would always minister out in the mountains. And it's just a couple hours from Mexico City, a state that's called Hidalgo. And Brother Myers, my spiritual father, would always send me out with this, with Brother Venancio out to the, out to the villages where they speak Otomi, the, the Indian language. 
And I remember going out to one of the villages, and as I was preaching, Brother Venancio, Pastor Venancio was sitting on the platform. And uh, as I was preaching, all of a sudden I heard somebody, someone snoring, not just snoring, but like, I don't know how to say, well, it'd be like snoring on steroids, like you were saying. Snoring, so I'm preaching, and I'm turning around, who, who is it that's snoring on the platform? I turn around, and it's Pastor Venancio. Pastor Venancio was a short Indian, Indian pastor, and, uh, and as I look back at, and I saw Pastor Venancio snoring while I'm preaching, I thought, who is this, who is this brother, Pastor Venancio, that, that brother Apostle Wayne Myers is sending with me with? I mean, he's, he's, he's asleep on the platform. He is snoring on the platform. I wasn't too impressed with the vessel. I wasn't too impressed with the container. Until they told me. The one who's snoring on the platform, he's only raised up 300 churches. The one snoring on the platform, just the other day took his, took his boys out and, and had a wooden box kind of like this. And he told his son, said, open the box. When he did, there was 26 different uh, pistols inside the box they said dad what is this and every one of those 26 pistols was an assassin that was hired to kill me how many of you would might be excited if you had one pistol in your box but he had 26 pistols in the box in the box and they, he was he said they were paid assassins to kill me but every one of them came to me and said I cannot kill you I know you're a man of God and gave me their gun and they received Christ and I gave him a Bible pray that happens out on the streets hallelujah can you say amen that's the one who was snoring on the platform when I heard who the who this container who this vessel was that was sitting on the platform my whole my whole idea or uh, 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 view of of who he was on the platform totally changed and i was like can somebody please bring a mattress for, for pastor venancio let's make it comfortable get a get a one of those comfortable chairs for him I want to say you're a container, but you have a treasure that's in the container. It's not the container that will do the miracles. It's not the container that will, will change Colorado, but it's what, what the container holds. You have a treasure, and I believe today we're going to tap into the treasure. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, some of us have learned how to tap into the treasure of the anointing, but we, have to, we, need to, we need to go. The Holy Spirit said, there are many who have tapped into the treasure of the anointing, but they haven't learned how to tap into the treasure of the glory. And a lot of people, the only verse they know about the glory is in Isaiah when it says, the Lord will not share his glory with anyone. You cannot touch the glory. And there is a glory you cannot touch, but there is another glory that you can be the container. And you can t not only touch it, you can wrap yourself around it. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. 
The glory that you can't touch is the credit, the praise, and the honor that belongs to our Lord. That credit, that honor, that praise, you, we, you and I cannot touch. There's only one who is worthy to receive the praise. His name is Jesus. There's only one that is worthy to receive all the honor. His name is Jesus. That glory I refuse to touch. But there is a glory of his presence. That you can not only touch, you can carry. Some, some of us, I think in, in 2021, I think, I think maybe our, our faith is just, Lord, I just want to touch your glory. And if you touch the glory, uh, you will be healed. I'll say that again. If you touch his glory, you will be healed. If the glory touches you, but God doesn't want this to, the glory to touch you. He wants you to be a carrier of that glory. Where you walk around as, a, as the vessel containing, you're a container and you have the treasure. You're walking around with the treasure of the, of the Holy Spirit, of his anointing and his glory. Most of us know the Holy Spirit's anointing, but, mo- but, but not, not too many know the Holy Spirit's glory. Many of us know the spirit of power. He said to Timothy, it's like a Timothy 1.7, we have not received the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And many of us have, have experienced the spirit of, of power, his anointing that touches us. But get ready, church. The Holy Spirit said to me that in the last 50 years, almost everything that the church has seen happen has been by the anointing. But he said, tell the church to get ready because it will not only now be the anointing, but it will be the manifestation of his presence, the anointing, but it will now come a manifestation of his glory. And maybe you've desired the anointing. Maybe you prayed. Uh, most of us probably have. Lord, I want your anointing. Holy Spirit, I want your anointing. But I want you to go a step further. And not only say, Holy Spirit, I want your anointing. I want you today to say, Holy Spirit, I want to. I want your glory. Moses prayed to see the glory. But God doesn't want you just to see the glory. He wants you to be a carrier. Of that kabod, of that Shekinah glory. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was just in our church and also in Hidalgo. A lot of things happened to me in Hidalgo. I don't know why. But I was in our church and it has high platform, a little bit higher than this. And while I was preaching, Pastor Ramon, our pastor there, some of the people began to run up to Pastor Ramon and say, Pastor Ramon, would you please have them turn off the smoke machines? We cannot see Pastor Aaron on the platform. And Pastor Ramon said, I would gladly do that, but we don't have any smoke machines. The glory cloud came down so heavy that and we've been having, okay. I said we've been having that glory cloud come and just cover us. And not only us, it just starts going out over and touching sick people. 
In India, Pastor Steve Smith, Steve Shank shares this testimony with Evangelist Jim, was over in India, and he said while he was preaching, 70, 70 lepers came in and sat on the left side. And while he's preaching, he said the glory cloud came and covered the 70 lepers so much that you could not see from the platform, you could not see the 70 lepers. So this man of God said, I'm not missing this. He jumped off the platform, ran into the cloud of glory with the 70 lepers. And he said within five minutes, every one of the 70 lepers was totally healed. Now, maybe some of you have tapped into the treasure of the anointing. If you have, you know that it is a treasure, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, now this is interesting to me. When I looked up the number one definition of anointing and the number one definition of glory, it was very interesting to me that the number one definition of the anointing is the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. But when you look at the number one definition of the glory, it says the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. It gives the same definition for the anointing as it does for the glory. But there's some things that the anointing will do. There's some things the glory will will do that the anointing will not do. So that's why I am not only asking, Lord, God, I don't want to be just, I don't want to tap into the treasure of just your anointing. I want to tap into the treasure of your glory. And I'm believing that today the glory will just not only touch you, but just cover you, minister to you like no one could ever minister to you. While we're ministering, I think it's, it's already began during the worship, there was a special glory that was just, and during the ministry time, and what uh, Pastor Brandon was and Ali were ministering over your pastors, just could sense just the Holy Spirit's glory coming into this place. Did you know the anointing, the anointing works by faith, but the glory also works by faith? Well, if you didn't know that, I'll just let you know. The anointing works better with, your, with faith. How many of you know the anointing works better with your faith instead of you? I don't believe it. You, you probably won't see too much anointing. But when you say, I believe your word, Father, the anointing comes to confirm the word. The anointing of the Holy Spirit will follow faith. But the glory also follows faith. Because Jesus said in John eleven forty, 40, he said, if you believe you will see the glory of God before he raised Lazarus. Somebody say, give me some faith, Lord. Say to the person next to you, the Holy Spirit is going to fill you with faith. Because the anointing comes with faith, but the glory comes with faith too. Did you know the anointing will protect you? There's a protection, a supernatural protection in the anointing. When you tap into the treasure of the anointing, there is a, there is, you are like an armor-plated cock. But when you tap into the treasure of the glory, there's also a protection. Now, do you remember with the anointing, uh, David, the psalmist said in Psalms 23, 5, he said, you prepare a table before me in the, in the, in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. 
And in one, one message I said, Lord, give me a bigger cup. Because for some of you, your favorite song is, fill my cup now. Fill it up, Lord. I think some of you need to change the lyrics. Say, give me a bigger cup, Lord. Because now it's just not going to be the oil and the wine. Is that there's a glory that's coming. Listen to me, Castle Rock. There's a glory that's coming into. There's a glory that's here, but it's, it's increasing in the name of Jesus. So the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, the, the anointing, you need the anointing. Tap into the treasure of this anointing because it will, it will protect your head. It will protect your, your mind. When they would pour the oil over the, over the sheep's head, it was for a protection against these venomous flies if they, if they would uh, bite the, the, the sheep. I mean, they would, they would get infected. and there was, It was a whole process of protection by pouring that oil over the sheep's head. And, God, and David says, you're going to anoint my head with oil. How many think we need some heads anointed with oil in 2021? Because the enemies come against our mind, come against our thing, come against our against our, our head. But God, praise God, you're going to tap into the treasure of the anointing, and there's an oil that's going to be not just a few dots, not just a few drops, but you're going to be you're going to be soaked in the oil. But there's a protection also in the glory. Psalms, I mean, excuse me, Isaiah 58, 8, at the end, it says, he says, My, the glory of, the, of Jehovah, the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. How many of you know the devil likes to attack, do sneak attacks? The most dangerous attack, in fact, in any, any, any uh, army, in any warfare, I mean, they're, 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 one of the ways that they get an advantage is the sneak attack, is the attack that they're not waiting for, the attack that they're not prepared for. And that's what the devil, and that's what the enemy tries to do. He tries to do one of those sneak attacks against us, the one we're not ready for, not the one, the frontal attack, but the, the, the one that comes from the back. But I've got a word for you. His glory will be... Your rear guard. So when the enemy comes with a sneak attack, there's a glory of his presence that your rear, it's like having a bodyguard, some bodyguards walking behind you. But not looking this way, they're walking behind you, but they're looking this way. You're here and they're, they're looking, and they're not, you're not going to get caught off guard. I think somebody needs to shout hallelujah on that one. So it doesn't matter if the devil comes, the enemy comes against you from the front or from the back, you are covered. You are like an armor-plated car. Now, I don't have one. I've ridden in armored cars. I was with a friend in Mexico City who had a special armor-plated car. He's a businessman. And they tell me that they're, the armor-plated cars, there are seven different levels. 
And what marks the difference between every, every level, it says the capacity to resist attacks, certain attacks, certain level of attacks. Level one, will uh, the armor plate will protect you from a level of certain caliber of bullets and certain weapons. But level two, three, four, every time you go up a level, the capacity grows and against, the resi- against these, uh, to resist these attacks with larger weapons. But when you get to level seven, everybody say level seven. You can throw a grenade on that baby. And the grenade will go off and you can still be listening to Marcus worship. Hallelujah. You can still be hooked on live streaming with Castle Rock. That is if you're not here. You know, you're traveling somewhere. And so I want to say to you, there's a glory of his presence. When you tap into the treasure of his glory, there is a, there is a protection that's coming upon you and me. I praise God. I'll tell you when the COVID comes, comes knocking on your door, from front or behind. I'll tell you in the name of Jesus, that spirit of COVID is going to, is not only going to take a second thought about, think, think a second time about that, but it's going to take off running because there is a glory that covers you that is your rear guard. Somebody say, I'm protected. Some have had the, tr- tap into the treasure of the anointing and they have a, there's a, there's a wonderful protection there, but we need, we need the glory protection be covered by his glory did you know the anointing it's not totally limited to this but what i've seen in the last 45 years is is the anointing when when the when you tap into the treasure of the anointing it's there will be great healings Acts 10 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing and healing and healing. Is there anybody here that God, you want God to use you to heal the sick? For a tumor to disappear, for blindness to disappear, for deafness to disappear? To create new organs in their bodies. I was praying for one little boy, eight years old, in, uh, get this, we had our church in Acapulco. You know, the beach there, Acapulco. But this little boy, as I was praying, they didn't even tell me what was going on. But I, I saw in the spirit the, the, the hand of Jesus with this beautiful heart. And he stuck this new heart in this young boy's chest. And so I, uh, I, I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, prophesy and tell him, the Lord's giving him a brand new heart. I didn't know he was on the heart transplant list. At eight years old. Waiting for a heart transplant. That was Sunday. I left to go back to Guadalajara. On Monday, the, the, the dad took him back to the, to the doctor, the specialist, and they, they took x-rays, getting him ready for, you know, continuing the process of getting him ready. When they took the second uh, set of x-rays, they were in shock because they said, the heart that we're seeing here is not the same heart that we've seen all through this process. Somebody say healing. And the Lord gave him a brand new heart. But you know what? The glory, 
the glory will raise the dead. Say to the next one next to you, the glory's going to raise the dead. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I want the anointing, but I also want the glory. The first dead person I prayed for, nothing happened. So I got mad. I said, I'm walking out of this place, and everybody that's here, they're going to get saved in Jesus' name. Walked out, preached, everybody prayed to receive Jesus. But the dead stayed dead. But the last three, I saw the glory. I tapped into that treasure of his glory. And not me, as your pastor is so ministering to. It's not us. It's not, I'm not, I'm saying, wow, look what this container did. Look what my vessel did. No, I'm just the carrier. I'm the container. I I, I can tap into the treasure that's in here. And that glory will raise the dead. Everybody say, raise the dead. How many of you like to see a dead person raised? Well, you got to pray for some dead people before you see some dead people raised. Usually when we see somebody dead, we're kind of like, oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Oh, have mercy, Lord. No, go pray for him. One of the first dead ones I saw raised was a woman in Ecuador. And there was three of us, three of us walking together, three, three, three missionaries. And I saw this truck hit this older lady. I mean, ran into, she didn't see the truck. The truck, I mean, hit her. I don't even know how, but doubled her around the, 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 the front of the, the truck. And when he hit his brakes, she was stuck to the, and when he finally, when he was hitting the brakes, she went flying through the air. An older lady flying through the air, sliding on the, on the pavement. The truck took off. We ran over to where this old lady was, and she was bleeding from the back of her head. And normally I wouldn't do this, but the Holy Spirit, the glory came. And the Holy Spirit took a hold of me, and I jumped down to where this, this older woman was, and checked her pulse, checked her, but there was no breathing, no, I mean, it just happened. She'd probably been maybe a minute, two minutes. And so when I'm there, she, no, I mean, she's, she's gone. But the Holy Spirit came. I said, the Holy Spirit came. And so it wasn't me. I was just a container. I just tapped into the trash. And the glory came. And I said, in the name, I yelled. I didn't say, oh, Jesus, in the name. I, I just, I yelled. I said, in the name of Jesus, I declare life. And I, I thought I would probably have to pray a lot, but that's all I said. I was getting ready for a real long prayer. But it was like, after I said, the name of Jesus, this woman went, boom. And you know, like, I mean, it, was, it was amazing what the first thing that she said. It wasn't like, praise God. Oh, she said, where's my purse? I said, don't worry, ma'am. We've got it right here. Where are my shoes? The truck hit her so hard. The purse went flying. The shoes went flying. I said, we got it all right here. Your shoe. She stood up, put on her purse, put on her shoes. The police car drove up. She was telling, she jumped in the car, and I'm standing there like, And my, the other missionaries with me, like, <laughs> and I turned to her and said, did you just see what I just saw? Everybody say the glory. 
Why am I ministering this to you? Because you are anointed, but you still, but, but you're not only going to be anointed, you're going to be the, you're going to be carrying the glory. The presence of the Holy Spirit comes to anoint you, but it also comes to, to bring the glory. Moses and David had a, were some of the Old Testament the ones that experienced the glory more than anybody. And I think it's interesting that Moses had God's face, but David had God's heart. Exodus 33, God says of, of Moses, I speak to Moses face to face as a, as a, as a close friend. Hallelujah. Moses had the face of God, face in the Hebrews panim, which can also be translated, the face is also a, a presence. It means the face and the presence of God. So Moses had his face, but God said to David, David is a man after my heart. So you have the man, and so today I'm not saying, choose, do you want his face or do you want his heart? I'm saying to you, if you want to tap into the treasure by the grace of God, by the new covenant, by through Jesus, he's better than Moses. Moses had a glory on him that was, was disappearing, was dis, di, di, diminishing, was decreasing. But the glory on Jesus is an ever-increasing glory. So it's not, do you want his face or do you want his heart? I believe that if you tap into the treasure, you have his face and you have his heart. Can I say that again? If you don't, if you don't want to hear, just, just close your ears. I, I got to hear it again. I don't want just his face. I want his heart. And I don't want just his heart, but I want his face. And I believe that if you'll tap into the treasure today, there's a place, there's a communion, there's a, there's a, a relationship, there's a, there is an intimacy with him where he, he says, I'm going to reveal my glory to you and it'll be, you have my face and my heart. How many of you know if you have his face and you have his heart, you have a double glory? So I want his anointing, but I also want his glory. Now, just, this, the glory of God just keeps manifesting so many times in Mexico and different places we're at. But I was in a hotel just a few years ago getting ready to preach here in Indiana. And at 4 o'clock in the morning, the Holy Spirit walked into my room. His presence is always there. And the many times when I'm prayer and studying, getting ready for, for ministry, it's, it's, it's always very special, his presence. But this, this morning was very different. I mean, his presence came in so strong that it was when I, when I woke up, it was like I had drank three Starbucks or one Starbucks with a lot of shots. That's how it was. And you know what the Holy Spirit said to me? He said, I've come to talk to you about my glory. And for over one hour, the Holy Spirit in my hotel room took me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and 4. I didn't know it at the time, but in the whole Bible, 
the, mo- the, con- the, the place where there's a concentration of verses that talk about the glory is 2 Corinthians 3 and 4. It's 11 times he talks about the glory. We know Hebrews 11 is the place where most talks about First Corinthians chapter 12, where most talks about the gifts of the Spirit. But 2 Corinthians 3 and 4 is where it most talks about the glory. I didn't know that, but the Holy Spirit, that's exactly where he took me that morning. If you want to tap into the treasure, the anointing, the glory, he took me to 2 Corinthians 3.17. I don't know if if you'd help me put that verse on there. 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. How many of you know that verse? But it starts out now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. Chains are broken. Now you have to know that 2 Corinthians 3, it's talking about the glory of Moses and the glory of Jesus. The glory of the new covenant is far greater. In fact, it talks about the ministry of the Holy Spirit is now a ministry of glory. How many would like to jump into with the ministry of glory with the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. So he gave me, this was one of the first verses that he gave me that morning. At four in the morning, he says, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But in the original Greek, it, it says it a little bit different. It says, where, it says this, where the Holy Spirit is, Lord It doesn't say now the Lord is the Spirit, and uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It says where the Spirit is Lord, there is liberty. Everybody say there. Some of us have some theirs where the liberty and the power of God has not been manifested yet. The hooper balo dunamis is not show, manifested yet. You're there is, 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 is not a lot of liberty. Something that we're struggling with. Something that we're not seeing the victory. Something we're not seeing the breakthrough. Somewhere we're not seeing the miracle power of God. Somewhere where it, it could be many different areas of our lives. And let me tell you this. The spirit of the Lord is there with you. But it's different when you, in your there, when you say, Holy Spirit. Now, this is how you tap into the glory. You say, Holy Spirit, I want you to, I invite you to be Lord here. Now, I was ministering in northern Mexico, and as I was ministering, one lady fell out and she touched this young lady. This young lady was, was full of devils. And so we took her into a room. It was like 11, 1130 at night with another pastor and his wife. And listen to this. For one hour, I was yelling at this demon or demons, yelling, taking my authority, rebuking the devil, speaking the word for one hour. So much, I guess I was doing it so loud that after one hour, I was hoarse. And I could no longer yell as was like I was before. 
And so finally I got tired. It's about 12.30, almost 1 o'clock. And I said, Holy Spirit, I don't know what else to do with this, this young lady. And you know what the Holy Spirit said to me? Are you through now? Have you, are you through? Will you let me do something now? I want to say that was probably the fastest time I've ever repented. I said, I am so sorry, Holy Spirit, for doing this in my own strength, trying to cast out the devil in my own strength, just what I know from the word of God. The verses that I know and the, the, the many times that I preached on the authority that we have in Jesus, just, just trying to do it with the knowledge. I, I said, Holy Spirit, I, I, I ask you to forgive me and I ask you to be Lord right here. As soon as I said that, the Holy Spirit revealed to me this, this young woman's what the trauma and the things that she had been through. Nobody's, they sh nobody's told us anything about her. And the Holy Spirit just revealed, like within 20 seconds, revealed her life and said, this is, this is how you're going to minister to her. The glory of his presence came so strong that what we had not seen in over an hour, within two minutes, she was totally set free. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Somebody needs to shout hallelujah in this place. Somebody needs to shout, Holy Spirit, I invite you to be Lord. In your marriage, I know how to change that woman. In your marriage, I know how to change that man. Well, after 10 years, you'll probably be saying, Holy Spirit, I don't know what else to do. Don't wait 10 years. Start now. Your finances... Some of us, some of us have, have a lot of training, a lot of knowledge, and a lot of good principles of how to run, run our finances, administer our finances. But I, I want to say to you, there is someone who knows a, a lot more than you and I, and it's the Holy Spirit. And the moment that you say to the Holy Spirit, I want you to be Lord in my finances, he brings his power, he brings his glory. Can you say Amen. Oh, hallelujah. How many of you are ready for some, ready for not only the anointing, but ready for the glory to come? I share this with you. This, I was just, just a few months ago, I was in a, at a church in northern Mexico, in Sonora. Several people were ministering, several people uh, had this frantic look on their faces because they thought something had caught fire and the platform was filling up with smoke and they were looking they were looking trying to find where the fire was because everything was filling up with smoke where we were where I was sending a ministry it was filling up with smoke as they, they were looking for the fire maybe it was electrical uh, short uh, electrical current and short circuit and they were looking trying to find trying to find it when all of a sudden the Holy Spirit said to them it's not a natural fire it's my fire and it's my presence and it's my glory 
Can you say hallelujah? And I, will, I, I, I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me that Castle Rock Church, the rock, is going to be a place where it's not only the anointing breaks forth, but where the glory, listen to this, where the glory is not only manifest, but the glory rests. 1 Peter 4.14 says, says the Holy Spirit. It says different versions, but this is the version I like. It says, he says, it calls the Holy Spirit, the spirit of glory will rest upon you. How many of you like for the Holy Spirit of glory to rest upon you? Where he stays upon you for days, for weeks. So I want to say today, you can tap into the treasure of his glory. And I believe that as we do, our 2021 is going to be transformed. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, we with unveiled faces beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. We're transformed into the same image. Everybody say Transformation. Now, we know the Word of God transforms us. The renewing of our mind, it transforms us. The, the Word of God transforms us. But here it says, it's, it's His glory that will transform you and bring you into a, into a season of transformation. Now, we see the butterflies. It's, it's so beautiful. It's designs. It's colors. It's all the, I don't even know how many species of butterflies, but I know there's many, 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 many species. And they're all so beautiful in so many colors. But some, some of us, we, we see that what has happened through this, in their season of transformation, but we forget that they went through a season of incubation. They went through the cocoon time where they were shut in. And, and, and in that in, in season of incubation, it prepared them for the season of of transformation I don't know about you but I believe that in 2020 and, and, and this, these months we live in 2021 we've been in the season of incubation but get ready church I believe that we're stepping into a season of transformation Now, some of us have been cocooned in with his presence, cocooned in with his word, and he's transforming and renewing our minds. Hallelujah. But now the glory's coming, and I, I know that the Holy Spirit's coming with such a glory, such a Shekinah glory, such a, a latter glory, such a glory of Jesus. Moses had a fading glory. Jesus has an ever-increasing glory. Moses had a glory he could not transfer to anybody else. But Jesus' glory, he said to John 17, to the Father, Lord, I, Father, I want them to receive the same glory you gave to me. Somebody say, I want your glory. Does anybody here want his glory? Does anybody here want the glory? Marcus, could we... Have you come up and I just would like to invite all of you to just stand on stand to your feet and just gonna worship for a moment, maybe the whole team if you want, but but we just want to allow and ask the Holy Spirit to be Lord.
in the name of Jesus. I sense the Holy Spirit is here right now. In his presence, his presence is releasing a new season of transformation on you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Could you just lift your hands for a moment and say to the Holy Spirit, because maybe to you, he's saying to you what he said to me. Are you ready to let me do something now? invite you, Holy Spirit, just to come and fill this place. You're filling this place even today, Lord. I thank you for miracles that are happening right now. I thank you for miracles, supernatural miracles that are coming right now. I thank you for your presence that's coming right now. We're just going to worship the Lord just, just for a moment.